the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Soapy will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers, and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of the Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Happy Sunday evening. I'm John Harrison. No, I am not the great Soapy Dollar. Soapy's not with us this evening. Tonight we have his wonderful daughter Stacy here in the studio. And before we get things started, we wanted to kind of give you a little surprise here. Tell me what you think. Get yourself up high on a mountain. Lift up your voice and sing. Say to the city. Good news is coming, here comes your king. Prepare the way, white in the wilderness, making the desert a broad highway. Lift every valley, lay low the mountains, then together his love we shall see. Life is like grass, lovely as a flower, soon withers and it fades. Surely the people fade like a flower, but the word of the Lord, it stays. Prepare the way, wide in the wilderness, make in the desert a broad highway. Lift every valley, lay low the mountains, then together his love we shall see. I know that he's calling, love is falling like the rain. Whoa, I know, I know he's coming Like he promised once again Whoa, I know, I know he's calling Love is falling like the rain Whoa, I know, I know he's coming Just like he promised once again Whoa, prepare the way Wide in the wilderness, making the desert a broad highway. Lift every valley, lay low the mountains, 
Then together His love we shall see Then together His love we shall see Then together His love we shall see Okay, in case you didn't recognize that voice, and who could mistake that voice? That's the great Soapy Dollar. And I'm going to hand it over to his daughter, Stacy, here next yeah. to me in the studio here. Thanks, John. I got to say, that was, that was for me. I hope you all enjoyed it, too. That's my favorite tenor in the world, hands down. Um, <laughs> and we I usually just, only get to hear him sing at Christmas. I know, and this wasn't, you know, that's actually usually a duet also with um, my mom. They do that um, together and several others, and I've always loved that song in particular. And uh, this was, well, he might have recorded that just, you know, probably on an iPhone or something fairly recently. So it's not the most polished of recordings, but um, but it's beautiful, and I know he means every single word. The message is what's important. It really is. Spirit and the message. Yeah, and um, so I love you, Dad, and I know he wishes he could be here. I wish he could be here too. Um, but I, the preparing the way, and uh, the especially, you know, I guess what I really wanted to open with was that verse, that Isaiah uh, forty-eight okay. verse that says, "I want um, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever." And so it's not about, you know, it really isn't about my voice or Soapy's voice or even our words in particular. It is God's word. And God's word has been so embedded in his heart for so many years. And I think his greatest joy in life was to proclaim that word and is to proclaim that word. Um, and this, is, this is his 21st time going through the Bible that's again right. uh, on yep. the air. That's right. And I mean, he finds such joy in that. And I just am so grateful for anyone listening tonight. This could be your first um, time to ever tune into this program, or maybe you listen every Sunday. I know we have stiff competition with Super Bowl tonight. So uh, if you are listening, you're you're really a loyal friend. So thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, as as great as it is to hear Soapy uh, speak and, 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 and talk about the Bible and discuss it, he loves to hear from his listeners. He mm-hmm. loves to get questions, comments, just any, anything that can add to the discussion. And you can be one of those people mm-hmm. by calling in. So, sorry he's not here tonight to take the call. But you can talk to Stacy 210-340-9585. I'm going to repeat that again. 210 210- Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and we are. Um, this past week, we read through um, the book of Mark, so we finished that up. We started in chapter eight and went through verse sixteen, and just started the beginning. Um, went back to the Old Testament in Joshua. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about the book of Mark and those readings um, in a bit. But I also wanted to just share a little bit more. Uh, you know, as far as God's word, you know, our pastor, my pastor, always says. Um, after reading from scripture, um, this is God's word and he gives it to us because he loves us and he wants us to know him. And I think that's primarily in my dad's life and in my life and um, so many believers and friends of the gospel and friends of Jesus. We uh, we love Jesus and we want the whole world to know him like we do. And um, and that's why we proclaim his word. And um, and I love that little um, part in the song and prepare the way uh, uh, lift up your voice and sing and I you know 
when you do have God's word in your heart, so many things fade. Um, uh, we fade. Our voices fade. Um, I'm going to try and be sort of the voice of my father um, right now. His voice is sort of fading. Um, and so, but we proclaim it. We keep proclaiming it um, from generation to generation. And his God's word is eternal. But, uh, and, and it also, it, it creates new life and new creativity and um, poetry and music. Lift up your voice and sing. And this, I, I wanted to just read one more. Speaking of those singing and poetry, and I mean, we're reading from a book that was written by men. I mean, inspired by God um, and His Word. But the Bible is a is a book of poetry and music and um, and history and. And so it's so fun that God invites us um, to be a part of creating, going out and creating and multiplying and filling the earth with good things. And I've always thought, too, we're, we're going to be reading and we're discussing the book of Mark. Who um, And so it's written by John Mark. Um, he studied. He, he was around Peter and Paul quite a bit. He, uh, um, of course, Loved Jesus, had him in um, their home, um, and uh, wrote this um, book. It was one of the first gospels uh, written, they believe, and um, and he writes very much about Jesus as the servant. I mean, Jesus, as far as you know, uh, Matthew might write about the King. Um, Mark writes about the servant um, Messiah, the King, the Messiah, the servant King. And when you think of a servant, there's nothing kind of more sort of humble and human in many ways than when we think of of, of man and, and woman, you know, serving others. And and just sort of, uh, you don't, in other words, I guess you don't think of kings um, as bending down so low as to be a servant. Um, and I know that was always a very... Um, poignant theme, um, you know, with my dad, and it is. And he wrote this poem, though, and this is, he wrote this in 1982, the year that I was born. So <laughs> don't do the math on that, actually. <laughs> but, uh, and I've always loved this. It was in Christmas of 1982, and it's called Jesus, Perfect Man of Faith. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. How could it be? From creator to creature, it's too much for me. Can high become low? Can day become night? My mind finds no answer. My reason takes flight. Then, yes, my son, he says to me, the answer's so simple, even you must see. Though once you opposed me, opposites were not. Unless you cease to be a man, in my image you are caught. But you, being less and lower, to most and highest never can. By leaving off and stepping down, though, I became a man. Lord, what you did is clearer now, but I'll never know just why. You left your throne and all that means to work, sweat, hunger, thirst, and die. Why would you join our race of tears? We're either too distraught to rise or gorged with pride and selfish cares, lust of flesh and eyes. The answer again is a simple one, though, not perhaps to your mind. For love is the reason I took on flesh and left my throne behind. In your midst I dwelt, because I chose to care. Behold the Father's glory, and in that glory share. For not only then, but now, it continues to be true. When you before your Savior bow, the Word becomes flesh in you. 
I just thought that was so beautiful and so well written and maybe quite inspired itself. And so that was uh, written by Soapy Dollar in 1982. I just wanted to share that and um, and just let you know, too, I don't want to be cryptic, but Dad had a, his, he's in the hospital. He's in the ICU right now currently, but he's stable, and we're hoping he is going to be moved soon into um, a reha- into the rehab floor. Um, he's at North Central Baptist, and they have just been wonderful. I want to thank the doctors and all the staff. Um, the nurses, Caitlin, thank you, Caitlin, if you're listening, <laughs> um, and Samara and um, Dr. Barry, we uh, we really just appreciate all the care that they've given, and um, and he's going to be okay. He did, uh, he had a, a mild a brain bleed, um, right in the area of where it's most normal. It does happen. Um, but where his speech and um, his motor motor skills are. Um, so it was on the left side of the brain, so his right side is affected, and he is right-handed. Um, so hopefully we'll get to hear him play piano and, and guitar again and sing and be here at the station again. Um, he's working hard, and he really is. Um, he's, he's not discouraged. He is grateful for every breath that he has, and he's been in really wonderful spirits. I know he misses um, just talking about the Lord. It's pretty funny. Uh, you know, he can't be understood very well, but boy, any doctor or nurse that would come, he he did his best to share Jesus with well, them. Well, if, if, if you know him, you can you can figure out what he's, yes. you can put it together. Yes. And I know, right. I know every, I, I know he loves his listeners and, 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 and they, and they love him right right back and so everybody's got him in their heart oh thanks so much john yes and if you do want to i'm not sure if he's able to um tune in tonight he was going to try um but if you did want to call and have some words or if you wanted to even write um a letter to him um or anything that of course would be so encouraged and we have received a a lot of texts of course and um and stuff from from friends and but um the phone number here again is two one zero three four zero nine five Eight five, and um, and yeah, feel free to call if you have any questions. I mean, I, you know, this time in life right now, there's so much. I, I, we've had so many. I mean, John, your dear father. Yeah, my has, my dad died November eighteenth, yeah, so yes, and I've been dealing about three months. Right. With it, so I, I know where you're. Where yeah, yeah how we're going through. and what we're going through, and it is. Uh, it does. It kind of feels like the breath gets knocked out of you when you get news of a stroke. You know, or I, any I kind felt of... like I felt like when my dad went in, he was just going to go in, get looked at, mm-hmm. maybe be there for a few days, and then come back out. That's what had happened in mm-hmm. the past, and mm-hmm. one thing led to another, and he ended up in hospice mm-hmm. for not even a full day. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and you you know we 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 don't know you know our time. we live every no. moment just. Grateful and and you know loving the I, I Lord praise and God. People. I praise God for for giving me fifty years with my father uh, and, yeah. and and there are a lot of people out there who didn't get that much and right, right. would have would have you know would have loved to have that yeah time. yeah so so yeah. I feel I feel very blessed yes and we uh, I mean it's it's what's so comforting too is it does feel as if um, I mean there are no there's no fear um as far as dad i i he i i know is ready and he knows and is has that blessed assurance of eternity and glory and i know he looks forward to that day um so there's 
but we we love i mean we we do miss our our family sure, we miss those the voices here, yeah. yes and um and there have been quite a few you know i guess the time of my life i'm 40 and so you told us not to do the i math. know i know i figured i'm just gonna since we're we're since we're kind of wait a, a woman is giving her age out <laughs> in the air. I did it. I did. I did. Oh, thanks. Um, tonight, so hopefully everybody's watching the Super Bowl, right? Or listening? Anyone <laughs> <laughs> really heard this? Um, but I have a really dear um, friend, and she was actually my former math teacher in eighth grade at San Antonio Christian Schools. Her husband is uh, was our class sponsor, and her daughter was. Great above me. We just love this family, the Flores. Maybe some of y'all know them. And we have a lot of just my class, and uh, and we've had a, a lot of losses recently, and just a lot of dear friends that have passed on. And, and she, I saw her at a basketball game recently, and she mentioned someone that we both knew that had gone on, and just how you know. So you've sad. actually had class members that have not class members. I'm sorry, class members, parents. Parents, yes, okay, right. And um, with some class members as well. It's been yes. a rough couple. Yes, it's been. Uh, a, a we've tough, had about five or six in yeah, my class. Yeah, and a couple of them were uh, when we were in school. Mm, yeah. Oh, that is hard, and it is. Um, and and she turned, and we were, you know, just kind of hugging each other, and such sorry for, for that news and that loss. And she said she had mentioned that someone had passed away to a friend, and that friend turned to her and said, "Oh, when the saints go marching in." And first, that, that that really resonated to me. I, you know, I, I grew up listening or singing that song as such a, oh, when the saints, you know, go marching in. And it's such, a, oh, Lord, I want to be. It's kind of a fun, catchy tune. But as you start to get to this age, when you really are having people that you love pass away and it seems like, oh, golly, somebody else, or um, it. Uh, that that song kind of takes on a new yeah, lo- a losing, new note. Losing members of that preceding generation, yeah. Yes, and um, and and yet we can just as we lose people. I mean, heaven is just getting filled with this beautiful, glorious army of the saints go marching in. Yeah, I remember my dad years ago. We're talking about he reached a point in his life where he realized there were more years behind him mm-hmm. than there were ahead of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to that point in your life, you know. I might. Yeah, I'm kind of. I, I, I'm, I'm 50, and if I think I'm going to make it to 100, I don't know if I you want to. You got this, John. <laughs> I, I don't know, because I think of all, as you're talking about people you love, and yeah, if yeah. I live to be 100, I will have seen so much family and friends Lost. and everything pa- right. pass on. Right. Isn't that the, the sweet reminder? And I guess maybe I just share this, and this is for you, Dad. But, I mean, he never missed an opportunity and never misses an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus and the promise of eternal life with him. Um, and, you know, if as as we approach this age and as, you know, as we have more years behind us than ahead of us, um, you know, what is what is your relationship with the God of the universe, with the creator who loves you and died for you um, so that you could have eternal life? You know, I, I always... At Lackland, they have a class, <laughs> and um, boy, we present the gospel. You know, we really share who who are who are we? Um, who is God? Does He love you? What's our position with God? Um, and then ultimately, though, once we've kind of gone through 
look, you know, God loves you and he has a plan for you. Sin is a reality, though. You're not crazy. We live in a broken world. It's true. And uh, each person has an irresistible, irrevocable tendency towards sin and selfishness. And so because of that, we are separated from God. But he died for you and created a way for you to be a new creation, a new creature, born again, and um, enter into the family of God. And then we always say, now we present this back to you, though. He is not going to coerce you. He's not going to force you. He's going to put it back on you, though. Now, what what will you do? And I always think of that Joshua verse, you know, choose ye this day. And uh, I really would encourage you to to take this moment right now and choose, you know, who are you going to serve? Who, who do you live for? Um, who do you take your orders from? Um, and, and who are you going to give your life to? And I would say, I mean, there is no one more powerful and loving and for you than, than the God of the Bible, than Jesus. And, uh, I mean, we read in Mark, I guess back to Mark, back to Mark, back to Mark, um, you know, over and over when God came down and became flesh, when the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us over and over in Mark, he's healing people. He's serving people. He's turning water to wine. He's making the blind see. He's uh, he's he is for you. He will take the brokenness and heal. And um, as I, I it's just such an encouraging and sweet you know, of course, reminder and Mark, boy, he saw so many things. He saw Peter get released from prison. <laughs> um, he probably, uh, Mark was probably the home in which the last supper took place. Um, and so he broke bread, you know, with Jesus and, um, and shared in that. And I think one of the, um, you know, one of the the biggest, one of the struggles I remember, uh, actually C.S., I think it was, you know, C.S. Lewis said one of the hardest things for him to wrap his mind was, was the problem of pain. You know, we live in a, in a world, if, if God is a loving God, if he's so good, then how and why do bad things happen to good people? And, uh, and I think even in that, that is a, a hard thing to kind of wrap one's mind around and it seems so very upside down or like a paradox you know if if he's such a powerful god too why would he allow something not uh that he wouldn't want to happen to have to happen and uh and that seemed to be a that was one of the the main you know big issues even in in mark um we see i guess it's outside of caesarea philippi when um when Peter, when they kind of start to get an idea of who Jesus is and Jesus, who, who do you say that I am? And he says, you're the Lord, you know, you're the Messiah. And, and Jesus says, good. Yes. Good for you, Peter. Well done. <laughs> I didn't reveal, you know, but, uh, the word of God reveals this to you. And then just a little bit later, Jesus impl- tells him, I'm going to go and he's, he's going to be crucified. He's going to die. He's going to be killed. And uh, Peter says, no, you're not going to, you know, no, no, because they didn't understand. They still didn't understand the role of the Messiah. They knew that, okay, you are the Messiah. But I think they thought the Messiah then means you're all powerful. Good things are going to happen. You're going to kick out the Romans. You're going to you know, elevate us. We're going to have the best to eat and to drink. It's going to be, you know, this. And uh, and Jesus is saying, no, I'm I'm here 
and the role of the Messiah is to die. And, and of course, the, there are those famous strong words that Jesus has for Peter, get behind me, Satan. And he's pretty strong with Peter. Um, and it's, you know, when you think of it, it's kind of the same words that in the Garden of Eden, Satan had said to Eve when Eve said, if I eat this fruit, I'll surely die. And, and Satan said, you won't die if you eat that fruit. And it was, it was you know, Peter saying, you won't die, Jesus. And he's saying, you don't understand. I, I, I do. I have to, because the role of the Messiah is actually to die. But that, it, but in that death, is the greatest news. I mean, it's kind of that Good Friday moment. Why in the world would they call Good Friday Good Friday? It's the cross. You know, it's the cross because it's our salvation, and uh, it's His ultimate victory over sin and death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and so uh, it's um and that's where you know we we have to cling to that you know when right. things do happen um remember that god turns everything all of everything sad becomes untrue well you know what's what's interesting is as much as i miss my dad mm-hmm. one of the things that i'm kind of I'm, i hesitate to use the word envious mm-hmm. but but a lot of the questions that we have about life mm-hmm. and about the afterlife, mm-hmm. he now knows the answers. Oh, yeah. He found uh-huh. that. He found that out. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I had family come to me and say, well, you know, he he was probably met at the gate by his parents and, you know, and, and family and, and, and some of his childhood friends and stuff. And I really, I really want to picture that. I really, I have that image in my head, and I, I right. really, I hope that's true. Right, right. Soon we will see. Now we see in a mirror dimly. Soon we will see face to face. Right, um, and that—that's—that's that's why I always also, also love the, um, you know, what I think is just so. Uh, oh, here's our music. So we'll go to a break here in a moment. I guess I'll hold that thought. Um, that twinkling of an eye, though, is kind of my, that'll be my tease for the next segment. Well, you're listening to the Bible Live. It's not your regular voice. This is not Soapy Dollar, but this is his daughter, Stacy. Hey, you're a regular voice here nowadays. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, maybe. <laughs> a little sound bites. But uh, the phone number is 210-340-9585. We're going to talk through a little We'd bit more. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. John is here. Just thank you so much, John. Oh, you're welcome. Choosing the best music operating and producing you're wonderful we so appreciate you we're in the book of mark and so we're studying and there are a couple of verses in psalm and proverbs from this past week that i wanted to take a look at as well but um stay with us and uh, we'll be back in about oh, a couple minutes for the next uh the bible live segment You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Dr. Stan Shelton with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway has taken care of the Dollar family that's Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to drshelton.com or call 590-7878.
good news of Jesus Christ. He begins the good news. He begins the victory song. He begins the good news of Jesus Christ. That's right, the good news of Jesus Christ, right here on the Bible Live on KSLR. I am John Harrison. I may be sitting in Sophie's chair, but I'm definitely not a, a replacement for him. But his daughter is here, and she's speaking the good word today. And she, she sounded great, I thought, in that first segment. So uh, if, if you can call in and, and just remind her of that. But uh, That's here's, very kind, here, here, here she is. Here's Stacy Dollar. Aw, thanks. What is, and who is this singing? Oh, gosh, you would ask me. Uh, oh, that's okay. You always do such a fun job of getting unique. I love it. Marty Hagen. All right. John, you know music so well. Um, well, I uh, we do have a caller, and if I, I think I know who this caller is, and it is another one of my favorite voices in the entire world. And, um, and so, Janice, are you on the line? Let's see. I, I, it's hard for me to not say aunt before saying Janice, even if it's not my aunt Janice. <laughs> it's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say aunt, aunt Janice. Oh. Mm. Who also has just a beautiful voice. Um, if this is if this is Aunt Janice, um, is this? Oh, I think I hear. Hello. Hello. Oh, it sure is. Hi. (laughs) Hello, Aunt Janice. Or Aunt Jan Jan. (laughs) Aunt Jan Jan, yes, is your older brother. uh, Wouldn't say. Yes, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Stacey. And Mm. I loved your opening tonight, Prepare the Way. And I instantly recognized Sophie's voice. Right. And, And by the way, John sounds a little bit like uh, he Sophie. He has that, he it's does. that radio voice. It's good. Okay. I take that as a, a real compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, and John, thank you. You, mm-hmm. two, you two young ones, whenever you were talking about your age, I thought, oh my goodness, a 50-year-old and a a forty-year-old, you two are babes in my eyes. <laughs> how old? Do you mind sharing how old? How old are you, Aunt Janice? Not at all. A week from today, I'll be eighty-five. Oh, yes! What a yes. blessing! And you are strong and healthy. We're always amazed by Aunt Janice and and what you can do and what you do. You still play the piano for her church in Amarillo, Texas. And every Sunday, you're a school teacher for many, many years, elementary, right? Were you uh, elementary, That's fifth grade? Third, third. 30 years. Oh, yes, my it goodness. was elementary school. 30 years. Part of that time was music, too. Oh. I love your music, John, your music yeah. selections. And, oh, thank uh, you. I tell you, <laughs> you are welcome. And I'm sorry about the recent loss of your dad, too. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. it, it. it and he, too, right. he was 85 at the time. Oh. Okay, okay. Well, I can't believe that I am. <laughs> I know. I can't either. Young at heart. Uh, I don't mind at all telling my age mm-hmm. because if they think I look younger, well, good. If they think I look my age, well, I am. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it works either way. You know, and it's such a, it's such a blessing. I mean, I mean, what, you know, every I to me, turning forty was kind of hard, but I really yes. consider it. You know, yes. it's a, it's an honor. It's an honor to each each age, exactly. I and mean, we're not promised the next day. Every breath is a miracle, really. When you think of, even with Dad, 
you know, I had a good friend. This is a tiny little brain bleed um, in a for a certain part of it. I mean, it's just a very small uh, brain bleed. And, you know, just the arteries just had a little, it was kind of leaking blood. And yeah. we thought, how are any of us alive? I and mean, we have thousands of bra- of blood vessels and arteries and veins and everything having to work together. How how are any of us still? Uh, It's a a miracle, really. Life is so precious. And I'm glad you realized that in 40 years because it took me a long time to realize we really are fearfully and wonderfully made, made, like it says in Psalms 139. And and, and let me just jump to this. I love the way you and your dad and John, too, obviously, love the Word. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for the Bible, I tell you, mm-hmm. that, uh, and when you wonder, is this right or is this mm-hmm. wrong, right. what, what, what is correct, there is no other authority except the Word of God. Yes. And if people go anyplace else... <laughs> Uh, right. for it's, their authority mm-hmm. uh, well they're they're off track that's right it reminds me i mean it's such a it's such a, a rock i mean it's such a stable place yeah. it's something we can and I, you know i was thinking about different times with with dad and his voice and not really being able to speak right now very clearly i was trying to think of all the times in scripture when you know a one's voice is quieted um you think of um you're gonna aunt janice you are the real authority on scripture she has read oh, well, through the bible every, yes. yes who is it um uh, uh john the baptist's oh, father oh, yes, you know yes, couldn't uh-huh. speak until uh, and then let's see after uh-huh until, john the baptist mm-hmm, and then but but the one the first that i you know is that when they tell jesus uh to tell the crowd to be quiet when they're heralding him, and he says, "If if they were quiet, the rocks would cry oh. out." And I, <laughs> I just love that. Um, and oh, kind of like yes. you said, the proclamation of God's word. I mean, we—it's not only that it is a rock; it's the truth. It's what all nature. It's what we all. It's our sustenance. It's our. It gives life. I mean, it's what you know. God's word is what created the world has <laughs> spoke into existence yes and like you say at the beginning of your program that's the only thing that will last that's that right. and, souls of people. and the souls of people but yeah mm-hmm. it it never it never changes mm-hmm. it's always relevant and it will always be mm-hmm. aunt janice so, how many yeah. how many years have you read through the bible every- i think uh let's see i believe i'm on my 28th year wow <laughs> right now i'm in leviticus in the old testament okay and uh, which um, <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not too bad. After 28 years. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, you know, I'm easing into it. And every year I, I use a different translation that oh, helps. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm, still, uh, I'm still in Matthew in the yes. New Testament. Okay. Uh, but I'm just at the end, so I'll be in Mark. Oh, but yeah. uh, I enjoyed unless you do. Oh. And it is so... I have gotten so used to you and your dad mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday night that uh, I can hardly go to sleep without Uh-oh. <laughs> I was texting to your mother, and I said, uh-huh. I listen to them every Sunday night, and I said, but I do fall asleep, and then I put in real big letters, but I do listen. <laughs> but, I, but I'm tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yes. If nothing and else, we're good for putting people to sleep. But <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. No, I, I know, did, sweet. I, <laughs> I did add, 
you know, that's really past my bedtime. Right. And uh, if it weren't for the Super Bowl, uh, I, I would have been already in bed just listening to you. <sighs> Who's but winning? I want you to know we oh, are yes. praying okay. for for your whole family, oh, not only your you. dad, but yeah. your whole family. Yeah. Y'all are particularly special. Mm, and you, uh, here in Amarillo and San Antonio mm-hmm. and Austin and, mm-hmm. oh, and, and Dallas. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. So all of us family. are praying. And Thank for you. your whole family too. So Thank I've talked you. too long, but uh, no, you, there's wanted... no such thing. You could you, you could keep talking if you'd like. <laughs> you can. I would not mind that. No, I uh, thank you so much, Aunt Janice. That's very precious yes, to all of us. Uh-huh. So and. Thank you both, and I just want to say it blesses me because to know that the legacy of the Word is going to be carried on because, right, after yeah. all, when you're 85, you know that you're definitely in the late, late winter <laughs> of your life, and, and so when you know that there are young people out there still Aww, proclaiming, still, right. yes, and have that love, and I know it takes a discipline to be there every Sunday night. It can. And I know yeah. that I, I pray your dad is listening right now. I think he was I, I able, really hopefully, too. Yeah. Yes, because I heard you say at the beginning you hoped he would tune in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I know the answer to your question, but I can't fumble for my phone fast <laughs> enough. I put it above my uh, uh, head because I have a, a bookcase uh, bed. And, yes. And I just fall asleep and I fumble for it. And, oh, and no. sometimes the radio goes off by itself. Uh, on my cell phone, and I don't know much about right. technology. Oh, okay. so I, oh well, let it be. No, yeah. But I love you, and I, I love this you. program, and and I love the young people that are carrying on this That's legacy. Right. So, yeah. oh, well, we love late. you. We appreciate you calling in <laughs> yeah. and listening each week. Thank you so much. You are Bless welcome, you. John. Both Thank you. Good night, Janice. Good night. Good night. There's an old saying about uh, the, the the only constants in life are, are birth, death, and taxes. <laughs> but you know, and I think about you know as trends come and go, and you, you know, you think about actors and musicians and their, and athletes and their popularity, and one generation loves them, and the next generation goes, now, "Who is that again?" Mm-hmm. And you see buildings that get torn down, and mm-hmm. you know, and cars change, fashion changes. But God's word is always is always there. The the okay. Bible is always there, whether it's nineteen hundred or it's two thousand mm-hmm. or two thousand twenty three. Mm-hmm. And His presence, of course, um, His yeah. word is, spoke us into existence. He spoke, "Let there be light," and there was light, and it was good. Right. <laughs> Let there be, and it was. And um, the power of His word, and that He gives us to us. And I think that's what a you know, as far as. Dad's um, poem uh, from, uh, you know, uh, inspired, I guess, when you before your Savior bow, the word becomes flesh in you. And so that is where we get God's word is eternal and the souls of men are eternal. Those that have his word hidden in their heart, you are eternal and you also um, he I mean, this is this is the miracle of the gospel and the miracle of becoming a new New, a newborn, a new man in Christ, new man dollar, new man in Christ, a new woman in Christ, is that he gives that you are you are declared holy, you are declared righteous, and uh, and eternal, and you have, you know, that same uh, um, authority and that same. 
um, that same spirit in, in Mark, that Jesus having healing and going and serving people, we're called to also be that light, that word in the world, to be that, um, that righteous hand, that, um, that healing hand, that um, relationship, that healing of relationships, healing of body, of mind, um, which is so exciting. I mean, that we get to take a part, we can play a part in that. And so I do have, you know, Aunt Janice mentioned a lot of times she knows the answers to the questions, <laughs> but uh, might not be able to get to the phone or call. Uh, there are questions. So from this past reading, just a real quick recap or past week of reading, real quick, uh, we read Mark um, chapter 8 through Mark 16. So we went, we finished up Mark and then we started Joshua. Um, and so each Sunday we do ask questions from the week's reading. And a lot of times these questions, they're just, it's not like a, a, a lot of times it's very simple, almost kind of trivia like questions. And other times it's a little bit more thoughtful, uh, but it is always meant to just secure uh, what you know, secure in your mind, what you've heard. Um, maybe it's the Socratic method. You know, that was the Socratic method. He would ask questions to his students to help them secure their understanding of what they what they knew. Um, so we're going to use that and ask a couple questions. Um, so uh, let's see. This one I, I did think, this is from Mark eight twenty two through 25. Jesus healed one man, he will, in two phases from what ailment? So he healed a man in two phases from what ailment? And uh, let's see. Do you want to do... get people ready by oh, giving yes. up the phone number let's, real quick? Two one zero three four zero nine five eight five. I'm going to pause for a moment. Two one zero three four zero ninety five eighty five. Okay, there you go. Uh, and then let's do. Uh, okay, let's also from Mark chapter ten verses forty three through forty five. Uh, in God's kingdom and among God's people, how does one become a leader or achieve greatness? And that's probably fairly intuitive. You probably know that one. But uh, as far as scripture, um, if you know that verse or if you want to look it up and want to call in and, and you declare God's word, you can uh, call in and you read that verse uh, in, in your voice loud over the airwaves and proclaim scripture in God's kingdom and among God's people. How does one become a leader or achieve greatness? And that's Mark 10, 43 through 45. Uh, there was from the reading um, each week. Dad also reads um, from the wisdom and worship segment is what he calls it. So from Proverbs and the wisdom and the worship from Psalm. And one of the, Oh, I, it was the first, I think it was Monday's reading. And, and he talks about, and he reads about how God's word makes the simple, um, wise. And I've always, um, it's just, it is, it is so true. <laughs> I imagine that God's word is so true, but, uh, we've often seen that in, uh, you know, not only is, does does God and and when you become a new when you invite the Lord into your life and make him Lord of your life and give and surrender your life to him not only does he indwell you not only do you become a new creation um, and and um, a part of that new kingdom the new family the new race of people the new Adam holy and ready to be before the throne um, not only that but he does very practically you his his word he is in you and 
you have access to the reality of the world around you. And we've seen a lot. I mean, you don't have to have the the most education, have read all of the books, be a genius or a math major. Just the very simple truth that you know God and that he has revealed himself to you and that he's working in your life. So many people that we have seen who were very simple, you know, people are not necessarily skilled. There's such a depth and a wisdom that comes over them in their understanding of the world, of human nature, and of God just by, by means of seeing the world through God's eyes, by means of seeing and assessing all things through the lens of Scripture. And, uh, and I've always, and so, you know, that, that verse in Proverbs, he makes simple wise. Um, you know, if you need wisdom, if decisions are hard, if there's a lot just coming at you and there really is, and we certainly live in a world of excess and everything is a commercial and Instagram, social media, um, if, if you need wisdom, there is no better place than, than God's word and scripture. Just open up, open up that Proverbs, uh, read through Proverbs. It's so practical. It's, um, so helpful and such, so rich in, in wisdom. And, um, and then call me and let me ask you questions <laughs> and then be my friend. <laughs> um, and speaking, I guess, of friendship, I, uh, I wanted, there was one more, you know, I guess, I almost opened this show with, uh, you know, dear, dear friends. And I've said that a lot this past 48 hours as people have called and texted about dad, you know, I, over and over, I've just think, Oh, what a dear friend. Oh, my, you know, dear friends. Hi, dear friends. Um, and it's true. You're very dear and friendship is such a gift. I mean, there's, I mean, next to the gospel, the treasure of friendship, and of course, what a friend we have in Jesus <laughs> is the ultimate friendship. But the body of Christ, the body of believers, um, and even this friendship—I mean, you who are listening, you, I, you love God's word. You love the Bible. If you're listening tonight, I—I uh, I know it's not just to hear. It's not to hear me rambling. It's not uh, to tune in to hear my dad rambling when we do. Um, it's because you love God's word, and we uh, hope to declare and to to read it. Um, and there's that, I'll bring it to C.S. Lewis. There's that C.S. Lewis. I know every, I can't help it. Um, but he talks about, you know, what is a friend except that, um, somebody that, uh, you, you say to one another, oh, you too. Oh, you know, you too. And you have that commonality. I'm going to read though a quick, um, about friendship and just about God's sovereignty and his hand over our lives. Uh, in friendship, we think we have chosen our peers. In reality, a few years difference in the dates of our births, a few more miles between certain houses, the choice of one university instead of another, the accident of a topic being raised or not raised at a first meeting, any of these chances might have kept us apart. But for a Christian, there are, strictly speaking, no chances. A secret master of ceremonies has been at work. Christ who said to the disciples, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, can truly say to every group of Christian friends, Ye have not chosen one another, but I have chosen you for one another. The friendship is not a reward for our discriminating and good taste in finding one another out. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. 
and thought that was so beautiful and so true. It is no accident that you happen to tune in tonight. Um, there is no, it, it's not an accident that um, I'm my, my sweet, dear Aunt Janice's uh, niece, that John is here in the studio, that um, Dad is at North Central Baptist, and that Caitlin and Samara were his nurses. There's, there's no accidents. God's at work. He's moving in each of our lives. He's weaving us together um, to be the beautiful body of Christ, to be friends in this world and to sojourn together. I always think of that pilgrim's progress to help one another along in this journey. Um, so I just wanted to encourage each of us with that. He said, sometimes if you're not seeing God's hand, you know, in your life, just pause and think of, think of the people that have come and gone. Think of the friendships, think of, and know that that's not an accident, that they're there for a purpose and for a reason. And in turn, you are in somebody's life for a purpose and for a reason. And how are you um, being a friend to others? And what a blessing and a beauty that is. All right, I did want to, we only have a couple more minutes until our next break. If you did have any questions about the book of Mark or friendship or God's word um, or my Aunt Janice, (laughs) uh, feel free to call 210-340-9585. I'm not sure if my dad is able to listen this evening, but it is recorded. And so if you wanted to call and have a question for him for later um, or a comment for him, again, you can. Um, We'd love that. 210-340-9585. And we've talked about, uh, like, after some of the shows, wonder whatever happened to fill in the blank uh, listener who used to call all the time. You know, like, you know, I'm not going to throw out names. But uh, we'd love to hear from you and just catch up and, <laughs> That's right. and uh, you know, whatever you have to add to the conversation is <laughs> always welcome. Yes, that's so true. Um, so I, though, want to have another little treat in store. Um, my dad was a create. I'm sorry. I know I keep on saying was. It's only because he's not here in the show. I don't mean, Dad, we love you and you're still very creative. Um, and, and we really are praying. He's doing great. I mean, he's making such, he's so strong. I told uh, the nurse that he's a muscular Apache and they said, oh, we can tell. He is, he is working so hard. He's very strong. And he's, uh, he's really, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna do some, he's gonna, I think really hang in there in terms of working hard to rehabilitate and get his voice um, strong and his body strong again. Um, He wrote this. No, he did not read this. I'm I'm so sorry. He did not write this, but it's uh, maybe I'm going to do this as a tease. How much time? I'm sorry, John, do we have left in this segment? Uh, Yeah, just a little over a minute. Okay. No, I can do this. Uh, He thought this was uh, the the really funny and it is good the best poem in the world is what this calls i was shocked confused and bewildered as i entered heaven's door not by the beauty of it all nor the lights or its decor but it was the folks in heaven who made me sputter and gasp the thieves the liars the sinners the alcoholics and the trash there stood the kid from seventh grade who swiped my lunch money twice next to him was my old neighbor who never said anything nice Bob, who I always thought was rotting away in hell, was sitting pretty on a cloud nine, looking incredibly well. I nudged Jesus. Hey, what's the deal? I would love to hear your take. How'd all these sinners get up here? God must have made a mistake. And why is everyone so quiet, so somber? Can you give me a clue? 
Hush, child, he said. They're all in shock. No one thought they'd be seeing you. <laughs> so uh, every judge not every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. We just thought that uh, was such a funny, it was a poem, it was online, and uh, um, Dad thought in his sweet, I, I, just the humility. There was you a know. lady that came to speak to our church years ago. Uh, I go to St. Luke's Episcopal. Okay. And uh, she was giving a talk downstairs, and she said, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that all of you are g- going to heaven. It's just some of you aren't going to like it. It's like, what is he doing here? How did she get in here? <laughs> what, where, why'd they let them in? Right. <laughs> oh, isn't that interesting? I, that's, you know, I always had an appreciation for Johnny Cash and for um, prison ministry and you know, there's such a humility when you realize how broken you are. I think that that's, that's kind of the reality. They, they recognize, and there's wisdom in that, too, and that's back to maybe that Proverbs verse, knowing who we are, but then knowing who we are in Christ. And uh, and in that, we can have joy and we can laugh about these things. But um, you're listening to The Bible Live. This is Stacy Dollar. Uh, hang in with us if you'd like to give us a call, 210-340-9585. Make sure you have your pencils and your crayons and write that number down. <laughs> yes. Put in your phone, actually. Yeah. All right. Enjoy this music, and we will be back in just a bit. The Bible Wine with Sophie Dollars. Welcome back to The Bible Live. I'm John Harrison, sitting here in the studio, KSLR, with the great Stacy Dollar. <laughs> and interestingly enough, I was looking for songs for, because I knew we were going to be studying Mark, and this guy's name is Robin Mark. Wow. <laughs> great name. Beautiful song. Yes. 
Thank you, John. Be unto your name. Mm. And I uh, welcome back. Yes, you are listening to The Bible Life. Uh, and this is Stacy filling in for my dad uh, this evening, if you will. In this last segment, this is our last um, 30 minutes or so, uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit more through the book of Mark. I had asked a couple questions in the last um, segment. And so we'll probably answer those. And then I actually have... I know you uh, are loving these poems, <laughs> but I do love poetry, and I love that Dad um, loved poetry and wrote that one um, at Christmas. And so anyway, I have another poem for you all, so I'm just going to hang in there, and I um, will read another poem to you a little bit later. But I had asked the question, ailment. Uh, so this is from Mark chapter 8, verses 23 through 25. So I'm going to go ahead and read it, and we'll, um, and we'll just take a look together. And remember... The phone number is 210-340-9585. Yes. Sorry to interrupt there. No, that's great. Thanks, John. <laughs> yes. Uh, when they arrived at Bethesda, some people brought a blind man to Jesus, and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Another translation says... I see men as trees walking. I like that. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see. So uh, he healed him in two phases. He spit in his eyes, and at first uh, he could see men as trees walking. And then um, and then in the second phase, uh, he said he could see clearly. And, and so he heals him of blindness. And uh, the, I think the, um, the, the profound part of healing in two stages and is that whole I- idea of, you know, physically you can be being, we can be healed. And yet, like you kind of said, we still, we see dimly, still we see uh, like in a mirror dimly. Um, it's only until we are new creations. We are actually made brand new in Christ that we can really see clearly. And then ultimately, of course, in heaven and in glory, we'll see him face to face. But I think the two phases, that is our bodies and that's not necessarily our eternal. But what God requires is a complete um, a, a newness, a complete healing, a spiritual renewal in our life for uh, ultimate, for clarity and to be able to navigate this world in truth and in light. Um, and so th- that was a, a, a neat, uh, profound moment. I, and for some reason, I always like, I see men as trees walking. Oh, that was an interesting turn of phrase. And so someday I'd love to see that man in heaven and ask him about that. But uh, the other question, let's see, that we had out there was, um, in God's kingdom and among God's people, how does one become a leader or achieve greatness? Well, um, this is, I'll read it from, this is from Mark Tipture. Um, so in, uh, in, in Mark ten thirty five, James and John, this is when they're talking about who has the seat of honor, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. Oh, James and John, the brothers. Um, and so in Mark ten forty three though, and 45, I'll read that. And we're going to see in God's kingdom and among God's people, how does one become a leader or achieve greatness? Well, it's to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life 
as a ransom for many. So if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling as if you're not, you know, don't have, you're not in control. You know, remember, though, he, it's an upside down kingdom. Um, Jesus himself, he came to serve, he, to give his life as a ransom for many. Um, serve, you know, serve, turn and serve others um, and humbly and and let that just wash over you. Let this scripture and let um, the fact that he is the model of servanthood be a be a, a humble humbling to us and uh, help us sometimes that's really hard for me especially in parenting and being a mother i mean boy <laughs> you really feel like you're the servant of you know my little 10 month old um but what a joy what a blessing it is to get to serve that little child and to help them grow in the knowledge of scripture and of of um of jesus and so hopefully that's a, a reassurance and that um, gives you a peace and an ease. You know, we live in such a hustle culture, such a rat race. And so many times we don't feel like rest assured and just loving your neighbor, uh, making meals. You know, if you make a meal, maybe deliver to your neighbor and, uh, and let that encourage you. Okay, so those were some of the questions. I'm going to ask two more questions, um, and so give people a chance to look those verses up and call in, call in if you would like. Uh, it's kind of fun. Um, Jesus concluded the parable of the evil farmers. Oh, you know what? That one's from Psalm. Well, we want to do that one. Well, let's let's do stick in the book of of Mark. What was the name of blind Bartimaeus's? Father. So this one's a little bit more just trivia, um, but I do love, I mean, scripture is full of specifics. It's not just a book of kind of feelings or a feel good. These, these were people and this happened and I love it when there's specific specifics like this. Bartimaeus's father. What was the name of blind Bartimaeus's father? And this is in Mark chapter 10, verse 46 chapter 10, 47 through 48, how did blind Bartimaeus demonstrate his faith in Jesus? So what was the name of blind Bartimaeus's father? And how did blind Bartimaeus demonstrate his faith in Jesus? Very interesting. So uh, look up Mark. Yeah, Mark um, chapter 10, start in verse 46. And uh, you can either read the call in and read that out loud and we can find the answers together. Or if you know it, just give the answer uh, again, two one zero three four zero nine five eight five. I love the book of Mark. Again, you're listening. It's the Bible live. We have read um, chapters eight through six and with Paul. He had gone. He was the house probably that when Peter was out of prison, when uh, the bars just he showed up at the house of Mary and Martha and they thinking this was John Mark's, this was probably John Mark's house. And that's, and he was so excited and he didn't forgot to let Peter into the house. And he went and told the others that Peter was there. And so that's who John Mark is. He went on several, uh, he started out on a missionary journey with Paul didn't really want him on the next one, uh, which is so fun. It's so very human, even Paul. Um, and, uh, and then let's see, who was it that took, uh, Bartholomew? Um, no, I'm sorry. Um, starts with the B. Maybe you can call in and answer it. Uh, not Bartholomew, but, um, anyway, took him in and, 
uh, and he kind of was under a mentor to him. And then he ended up writing and, and chronicling a lot of Peter's life in the, the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark. Um, it was one of the first and the earliest Gospels, they believe, actually written. So uh, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John is not really chronological. It probably would have been Mark as far as being written um, first. And so uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's one of Mark emphasizes the servant heart, the servant aspect of Jesus's ministry. Um, it's full of healings. At the same time, it's written with kind of a, a fast pace. I mean, he moves from... And you do get this idea and that this sense that, okay, he doesn't pause on this great miracle for very long. He moves on and you get the sense that the miracle, that's, that's because the miracle as wonderful and as amazing it is, that was not the, the, the highlight, the, the big moment is the crucifixion. And Jesus is, he has his eye on the cross. He is being constantly focused on that and what he needs to do in it, in, um, in that ultimate purpose, um, for, for the whole world, for God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And Jesus, um, was eyeing that and had an eye. Do have one more poem, (laughs) John, are you ready for this? Um, I have always, you know, speaking of there's on, on the website, my, uh, so dad does have a website called the Bible or just Bible And that's where you can listen to the readings throughout the week. You can also go back and just binge listen if you missed some, um, but he has some great resources on there as well. He's written some poems that are on there. He has some, uh, he calls them baptized um, of the website, these baptized Christmas songs are really cute. That um, jingle bells, but with Christian um, words or messages. He also has keys to abundant life, and it's really helpful. Um, almost a Bible study that just asks some questions, and um, one of those is how we communicate. It's really helpful. It's very practical. Um, the last of that series, though, is the Great Commission. So now that we know this, now that he's transformed our life, you know, he, he tells us to go and, and share with others and uh, lift up our voice, right, and sing. And so this poem is called The Touch of the Master's Hand. I'm sure many people have heard this and know this. Uh, it's in a lot of speech meet poetries and, but it's, it's just precious. I mean, who, as far as, um, the life of a, of a Christian and how he changes and transforms us, um, this is the kind of joy that, uh, he brings out in, in each of us. So the touch of the master's hand twas battered and scarred and the auctioneer thought it's scarcely worth his while to waste much time on this old violin. But he held it up with a smile. What am I bidding, good folks? He cried. Who'll start the bidding for me? A dollar, a dollar, and then two, only two. Two dollars, he'll make it three. Three dollars, one. Far back, a gray-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin and tightening up all the loose strings, he played a melody, pure and sweet, as sweet as an angel sings. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was now quiet and low, said, What am I bid? A thousand dollars. Who'll make it two? Two thousand. Who'll make it three? 
three thousand once, three thousand twice, and going and gone, said he. And the people cheered, but some of them cried out, We do not quite understand. What changed its worth? Swift came the reply. It was the touch of the master's hand. And many a man, with life out of tune and battered crowd, much like that old violin, a mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. He's going once, going twice. He's going and almost gone. But the master comes, and that foolish crowd never can quite understand the worth of a soul. And Yay. <laughs> I uh, I just love that. I um, especially you know as far as you know, it reminds me of so many times battered and, and scarred with sin. I think that's one of the lines that most stands out to me. Um, a life that feel and it can often feel that way, just beat up by life, battered and scarred with sin, where you really just feel like you're not oops that often. Uh, you know, it's about success and looking, saying just the right things, um, and we don't necessarily feel that eternal worth. But you're created um, by God Almighty, every little bit of you knit together, perfectly formed. I love what my aunt Janice said. We are. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, the very breath of God is in us and sustains us and keeps us alive. Um, and his hand is on us. You are worth far as, you know, he- heaven. Um, it is never going to be uh, that God doesn't want you. He does give us the volition. He gives us free will. And if we do not want him, that is, that is, that is our that is our current condition i mean that is our before um accepting and receiving him and um becoming a new creation we are currently separated and ever is rejecting he you he is calling you um i love what is that song the uh softly and tenderly jesus is calling calling for you and for me see on the portal he's waiting and watching Calling all sinners, come home. Um, and it's uh, it's very true. He is calling you. He wants you. It reminds me, too, of that, uh, the Hound of Heaven. Oh, no. oh, here we go again. <laughs> I know. No, I won't do the whole reading on this one. It's very, it's very long. And I would have to compete with Charleston Heston on that one. Um, but if you YouTube it. He does a reading of the Hound of Heaven, and the idea, it's very old English um, language, and so it's kind of tough in a way to get through, unless you're listening, you know, throughout life, you can feel as if something is pounding you, pushing you towards something or decisions, and you run because you're afraid of it. It's chasing you, and you run, and you run. And um, finally, you know, you're just tired and exhausted from running and you come to the end of yourself. And this is in the poem. The character just collapses from exhaustion. And sure enough, that being destroyed, he realizes it's it love. Love just surrounds and envelops him. And when he surrenders and kind of and gives his life to love um then uh, it, it's it's the very thing he was running from and the very thing he was afraid of was the very thing that actually saves him so what he thought was going to destroy him 
saves him. And, um, and it's an image, of, you know, it's a metaphor, the hound of heaven, not to destroy the sin, but to save and to redeem and um, the, the sinner. Um, and anyway, I just I thought that was a, it's one, of my, one of my favorites as well. But um, okay, let's see, John, we've got about three more minutes left. Two minutes. Two minutes left. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you're still with us this evening, uh, it's been just, you know, a joy. It's hard to sit here and not have, <laughs> not have my earthly father here in the studio. But always I said that you can't do much better, though, than uh, having a father who's the God of the universe, our <laughs> heavenly father. And he really is certainly with us the always. That's right. The ultimate father who is present <clears throat> with my father right now in the hospital, healing him. And, uh, and he's also here, heavenly father in this studio. And he's with you out there listening. Uh, he is with you. He loves you. And um, I just hope that you know and can experience that truth and that promise in your life this evening. Uh, let's see. It might be just me again. We shall see. Hopefully, That, we'll would, have... that would be all right if it's just you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, but hopefully we'll maybe have a, a, have a guest and it can... Um, can we can all you know talk together? And we will be back in the Old Testament. We'll be going through the Book of Joshua, so that's exciting. As uh, you know, Joshua fought the Battle of Jericho. So we and the walls came tumbling down. And the walls down. came. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that'll be fun and exciting. And we do hope that you'll join us. Go to thebiblelive.com to listen through the Book of Joshua. Um, I know I will treasure it because it's my dad's voice coming through and uh, sharing God's word with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, a really blessed evening, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. Thanks for listening, San Antonio, and wherever you are, actually. <laughs> That's right. Take care. Have a great night. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The, the Bible, Bible Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast. To help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.